Hey, everybody. This is Jess Epstein with Citizens Media TV and People Conversations. And last week we spoke uh, at length with Rich Dennison, who's a Democratic candidate for Congress in New Jersey's 3rd Congressional District. And today we are speaking with uh, one of his very big supporters, um, Sean O'Day. Um, so, Mr. O'Day, thank you very much for being with us. Oh, thanks for having me. So, you are a big Rich Dennison supporter, is that right? Absolutely. So, tell us, how, you know, what, what's good about Dennison? Why do you like him? How did you discover him? Uh, what I like about uh, Rich is, um, well, I grew up in the area where his family's had a business for a long time, um, and uh, their family is just known to be a source of, uh, or a resource, to the community uh, for, for my whole life, and I'm 43 years old, um, they have run a funeral home and they've treated everyone that I've ever heard of with dignity and respect. They've helped people when financially uh, they probably weren't, be able to, weren't going to be able to lay their family members to rest the way they would, and Mr. Dennison as well as Rich, and Mr. Dennison I refer to his father, uh, have always supported the community and helped people when they couldn't help themselves. And I think that, like, really speaks volumes about people when you do something good for someone and no one knows that you're doing it. Um, mm -hmm. It's easy when everyone's watching you. It's easy when you're a politician and the cameras are on. But when no one's watching you, and I've seen it firsthand um, with my family, including my own mother, the dignity and respect and the... the the attitude in which they go by it um, is is amazing, and it speaks volumes to their character. So, what, what not about your mother? Uh, my mother, my mother passed as well, and was uh, buried through the Denison Funeral Services. Uh, oh, um, I'm sorry to hear that. But when did uh, that happen? That was in the 90s, uh, early 90s, 92. Okay. And uh, uh, just go ahead, go ahead. So, okay, I, I'm honestly surprised to hear that because you, in your, in your post, you said that you discovered Mr. Dennison speaking recently and you were impressed by his platform and then you friended him. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely, because, well, here's the thing. Um, I've never really had a personal relationship with, with Rich, but um, I, had a, I had a relationship not even a relationship. I, I just have dealt with the Denison family themselves. I never was very uh, on to what Rich was as a politician until I sat and, and spoke with him uh, and, and watched him speak and talk about what his platform was and what he had planned to do. I, I had no intention on supporting anyone as a politician even if I'm aware of the family, uh, I wanted to hear what the candidate has best to offer, like my family. Okay. So that, that's where that part of it came, came from. And you live in Mount Laurel, I believe. Is that right? Correct. Okay. And so you heard him speak, which I actually have been looking to find where he's been speaking. I've been actually pushing him. I want to hear you speak. So I'm, I'm a little bit jealous. So, so where was this? What, what, what was this? What was this event? And uh, well, 
Yeah, it was it was a an event where he was just speaking to some of the residents of uh, Florence in Florence, New Jersey. Okay. And uh, you know, I happened to have someone that was going and and invited me to come. And um, where was this so, located? I mean, where did this take place? It, it took place on Front Street. Um, I don't I don't know the exact address, but it was on. Uh, I guess it's Front Street or River like, Road. I mean like a, but I mean, like a, a bar or a library or. It actually was just like a little room, like maybe a business. Um, okay. Or former business. So tell me about tell me about what happened because I want to know. I mean, not no no no. That's what I meant. I, tell me about what he spoke about. What what impressed you about what you know what he said impressed you, and I want to know what that was. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the the main thing was um, that he opposed much, if not all, of President Trump's agenda, um, and uh, that resonated with me as well as um, how disgusted he is with the, the tax uh, plan that's mm-hmm. coming out. I, I can relate to that very much because I believe that that's going to affect my family. Uh, um, I, did, I did happily, very happily, just personally speaking, very happily notice a couple of uh, Bernie 2020 posts on your page. So that made me happy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> big, big Bernie supporter, very upset that Hillary robbed him. And uh, that's a that's a topic for a whole another show. But yeah, I'm no, a huge Bernie Sanders supporter. Yeah, we're not getting into that, but <laughs> I was glad to see that. Thank uh, you. So yeah, so so you specifically said you friended him because you were so impressed with his platform. So you so anti-Trump, uh, you know, anti-tax um, uh, plan. Um, so what I, were can, could I interrupt real quick? I just want to tell you the most important part to me. And, and, and this is what goes to the beginning of our conversation here. The most important part was he got very emotional when he spoke about family, when he spoke about the situation that families are in today, um, the financial burden, how it's so hard to have a stay-at-home wife, that two families are working. And it, it, he, he seemed, in my opinion, to get emotional when he was speaking about that. And okay. knowing, knowing that the business that its family ran for so many years had that kind of reputation of helping nobody, of helping people when no one was watching, I really felt that he was speaking from his heart and that it, and that it was true what he was saying. That is what meant the most to me about everything that I heard him say, how how much it impacted him what working families, middle class, lower middle class, poorer people, people that are dependent on assistance means a lot to him. That meant a lot to me. Well, clearly, whatever he said impressed you so much that you friended him and that you now are advocating for him. I mean, yes, sir. Yeah. So, um, okay. So, so now let's get to what happened in the group. So, as best I understand it, um, it was a pretty emotional thread uh, on Facebook that you that you basically asked. You heard on the radio, I believe, that Andy Kim was dropping out of the race. And yes, I. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't know. No, I, no I, please, please tell me what happened. I listen to New Jersey 101.5 a lot. And a, a caller called up and, and had mentioned that. 
What, what, and, what show were you listening to? Oh, uh, Dennis and Judy. Dennis and Judy? That's a, I'm not familiar. There's a show called Dennis and Judy? Yes. Not Rich Dennison, obviously. No, no, no. Dennis, the name Dennis. Oh, His name Dennis. is Dennis and Judy. And Judy. Okay. Yeah. And so what did this caller say? Uh, just basically that um, he, they wanted to know if there were any truth to the fact that they heard that Andy Kim was dropping out of the race against MacArthur. Because of support uh, for Dennison? I believe well, that. That's that's what the post had said that that the the pressure or the onslaught of uh, Denison supporters was it true that Andy Kim was dropping out? If was that the case that okay, Andy so you, Kim was dropping out against Tom MacArthur because of the onslaught of support for Rich Denison? Okay, so you you heard this on the radio, and then you also said that you heard this from multiple people. So where else did you hear that? I heard that actually the night that I was that I listened to Rich, there was, I guess, 12 or 15 people there, and other people were telling me that as well, other people that were there the night that Rich was speaking. So you heard him... Rich he, didn't say it. No, I know. Oh, no, I realize that. But you, you heard this after Rich announced his candidacy on December 30th. Absolutely. And so, okay. Uh, that, I don't know, that's, that sounds surprising to me. Um, <clears throat> So, so you said this to so you said this to the people in the group, and then what happened? Well, basically, I, I mean, I don't, I can't recall like every comment, but no, no, of course not. But you can recall generally what happened. What I was trying to basically find out is, is like, is this something that like was being said, or was this because one thing that I don't do, like no matter no matter who you are, it's just in my makeup. I don't I don't trust anyone. Okay. So, um, and and the date the date may be off from when I heard Rich speak because I believe that it, if I'm not mistaken, I believe that it might have been when he was considering running. Okay. So I could I could be off on that, but okay. but what I'm what I was trying to basically I'm, do I'm is sorry, to, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. My son's interrupting me. I just need a moment. No, go ahead. Go ahead. To help him here. Take your time. How old are your kids, by the way? Just taking a break. Sure, two, six, and ten. Okay, about eight and eleven. <laughs> there you go. Oh, um, what? Um, okay, I'm, I'm actually very impressed that you would pull away to take care of your children because they are our priority. So I respect that very much. Well, thank you. All right, so. So we're back. So actually, let me ask you, uh, just, you know, don't go too into it, but just, uh, 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 so you have children. How old are your kids? My, my, I have a two-year-old son, a six-year-old daughter, and a 10-year-old son. 10-year-old son. Um, yeah, so I have an 8- and 11-year-old, and they're uh, rather active. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, they're rather active. <laughs> so, well, that's good to hear. Okay. Um, all right, so forgive me, I lost track. Um, so let me just ask again. Uh, so you said these things about the concerns about Andy dropping out of the race, and then could you tell me what happened in that thread? And I know that you're not going to remember <clears throat> all the specific comments, but 
but uh, what happened in that thread? Well, what I was going there for, because walking away from it, I believe that it's a, a really, I believe that it's a, probably an Andy Kim site, um, but it's not represented in that way. So all I was trying to do was go there and try to get some kind of clarification, and but I basically feel like I just was attacked, um, called ignorant, saying that I'm like some kind of, uh, some kind of person that was sent in there to like give misleading information or whatever, and that just wasn't the case at all. And if you read my posts, I simply was just looking for clarification. I actually was invited by someone on there to go listen to Andy Kim speak, and I actually was. I plan on doing that because okay. I don't. I don't know who Rich is as a candidate, nor do I know who. Andy Kim is as a candidate. I've heard Rich speak, and it resonated with me, and, and I'm supporting him. If then I'm, I'm no one. I'm just a blue-collar, working-class guy. If I go to Andy Kim, and he blows my thoughts off, and this and that and that, at the end of the day, when I go in the booth, no one knows who I vote for. If I think Andy Kim is a better candidate, then I would, and I listen to him speak, and what he says resonates with me, then I would vote for Andy Kim, absolutely. Would I be vocal against Mr. Dennison? I probably wouldn't. Would I be vocal against Mr. Kim? I probably wouldn't if I if I stick with Rich. But I'm I'm with Rich until I hear something better. So okay, so people reacted very strongly to you, and there was a lot of suspicion that, like you said, that you were sent in and you know intentionally, whatever it's called, stirring the pot or absolutely whatever whatever it's called. So there, do you do? Was there anything that came across that that you know that you understood those reactions? Um. Well, some of the people were explaining that they had had some kind of uh, I don't know if you call it altercation or some kind of transaction with Rich himself on there, which. Okay. I was unaware of. So I okay. guess maybe from that, that You're might have... sensitive? I believe so. Okay. But all, all right. I was doing was looking for a clarification from what I thought were common voters. What I thought was there might be some Denison people, there might be some... I even thought there might be MacArthur people, there might be Kim people in there, and okay. somebody yeah. could like lead me one way or the other. Right, right. Okay, so all right, i got to tell you something, <clears throat> and it's certainly... I, it's certainly not something that I feel personally, but I do got to tell you something, and that sure. I, I received uh, a series of posts, or I should say three posts, that significantly contradict what you're saying. Okay. And one of them was uh, your, a post on your page mm -hmm. that said that you're a childhood friend of Rich Denison's. Okay. So that really sort of contradicts with, with uh, a significant amount of what you're saying. So I'd like to get your reaction to that. Sure. My reaction is, is, is pretty simple. I'm a, I'm a, I grew up in Florence. The Denison family has been a family that's very well known in our town. And so I, I don't know if you would call it misleading or whatever, but I wouldn't I, – I probably shouldn't have said – childhood friend, but um, in, in wanting to get people to support him, 
I wrote Childhood Friend. But I have no, there's no, you can't show me a picture, you can't show me anything that we were together but, in but anything. No, I, I'm not suggesting that. And again, I don't have, I have no hard feelings about any of No, no, no. It's a, fair, it's a fair but, question, it's a, and I welcome it. But, well, I'm glad. I'm glad. And actually, one thing that has always impressed me with Rich and the little that I've known him is that he has never been afraid to accept really tough stuff. I mean, you know, said respectfully, you don't be a jerk about it, but he has never been afraid to face really, you know, tough questioning. Um, okay, so I... I uh, child, childhood friends is a misrepresentation, and I probably should edit, or I probably should take down or edit the post. My, my everything is accessible on my site because I don't I don't hide anything. But okay. childhood friend would be a misrepresentation. We I don't okay. I don't. And th here's another one too. I don't believe that we've ever done anything together ever in my life socially. So to call someone a friend that would be misleading. Okay. But but they're they're known in my town. That, of course, sure. Um, all right, so a couple more things. Sure. Another contradiction is that the post that you said this on was before the he announced his candidacy. It was on the 23rd, I believe, and he didn't announce his candidacy till the 30th. So gotcha. you weren't. So you said that you you watched him speak, and as far as I'm aware, I actually had not heard of of an event at this point. But I, I honestly don't know about, about that. But your, I don't, post, I can't, your post was on the 23rd, and you said sure. that you heard him speak and were impressed after he announced on the 30th, which seems to be a contradiction. Right. What I, what I, but then as I thought about it, I clarified with you that I'm not sure. Oh, you, when he was considering. Yeah, I remember you saying that. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, and that's the God's honest truth. As I thought about it, I thought, you know, I don't know if I, I, because in what he was saying, as I thought about it and what he was saying when he was speaking to us, which were residents of the surrounding area of Florence, um, he was actually talking about considering it. So that's why I right. brought that to your attention. Yes, sir. Right. Yeah. I didn't forget about that. All right. So that's two, okay. more things, two more Any, things. Anything you want to ask me? I love it. I'm not upset with anything. Ask me any question you want and I'll explain it. I, I am grateful. I have two more things. Yeah. I have sure. two more things. Number one is you say you live in Mount Laurel, but it seems, according to many of your posts, that you're actually in Pennsylvania. Yeah, here's the thing. I bought and a actually, home. And actually, actually, one of your – I actually found a contradiction in the post that you put on, you know, the, the post that we're talking about, the big post uh -huh. uh, in the group, because you said at one point that I moved to Mount Laurel four weeks ago. And then in another post, you said I moved years, to Pennsylvania. Years. Uh, it said it said months. Actually, months. That's what it said. It said months. I I moved to Pennsylvania four months ago. No, 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 no. No, I'm sorry. You moved to Mount Laurel four months ago, but then something Correct. in Pennsylvania that I don't remember. Okay. Well, I moved to Croy. I'm in a union in Philadelphia, okay. and I get dispatched all over the state of Pennsylvania. Okay. So I I moved over to Pennsylvania, but it did it doesn't work out with my children and my family and all. It makes it harder to get help, like with daycare and things like that. So I moved back over to Mount Laurel, 
but I've been I've been in I was in Pennsylvania four or five years, and I've been back in Mount Laurel I guess around four months or something like that. So you're in Mount now, Laurel. Correct, and I work for a union in Pennsylvania. So my post my post might say Elverson. They might say because I've been working in the Elverson Morgantown area. My post okay. could say Croydon. I was working with uh, utility line services in Croydon, like two blocks from where I used to live. Okay. I actually so, grew up in Lower Bucks County. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Um, okay, and then the last thing. There's a post on Rich Dennison's page, uh, on Rich Dennison's personal page in September that someone showed me, uh-huh. where you where you say, um, let me quote it so I don't get this wrong. I will do whatever is necessary for any Dennison, anytime, anywhere. Bet on it. Absolutely. But that was September 2016. Right. Long before, you know, you became affected by his campaign, and you know, and that's that I think is is the root of where people became – I mean, they didn't see this post before it happened. Yeah. That, I think, explains a significant amount of the suspicion, you know, sort of justifies the suspicion that it wasn't necessarily – from their point of view, it wasn't necessarily yeah, 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 genuine sure. and that it was, it was done as a favor as opposed to genuine. And sure. that you felt abandoned by Andy Kim. But, but if you're such a supporter of Richard Dennison, then why would you feel abandoned by Andy Kim at all? You know that kind of thing, right? Well, I support the Denison family. There was some, there was some, some kind of issue in Florence where I don't know something happened and Rich assisted someone. I can't remember, but either way, the post about the Denisons had nothing to do with politics. The post about the Denisons was that Rich assisted someone. And and I guess someone someone else who had a problem with that person kind of gave Rich a little bit of an attitude, and and uh, or or his dad wanted something happened. It got back to me because it's a very small town. But the okay. the doing anything for any Denison at any time, it, it goes back to what I told you about their family being well known, being a helping. pillar of the of the community, helping people and there taking really care. isn't taking care of your family when they you know, at the end of their life. Yes, sir. Now this is the God's honest truth. I could know you, I could know your family, I could know anything about you. When it comes to politics, when it comes to I will in in when I was a resident of Pennsylvania, I supported Republicans. I supported Democrats. I supported Governor Wolf. I've I've supported a wide array of people who who vote for the trades and vote for union workers and support union work. A lot of my union brothers and sisters supported Donald Trump. I did not. Right. I was totally against his policy. Hey, and twenty twenty. You don't need to justify yourself with me anymore. Yeah, I'm I'm burning I'm burning all day and night, but. The thing is, like, we can't, we can't confuse, and people will still be suspicious, and that's okay, but you, you can't confuse someone's name being known in your town, being known as a respectable, good name, and me mostly having dealt with his father, uh, and my grandmother was buried by them, my mother, all my aunts, everybody in my family that passed has been buried with the Denisons. 
Okay. You can't confuse the respect that I have for the denizens for Rich as a candidate. Okay, I, I would just say my impression, based on what my reading it and hearing everything that you're saying, is that that pretty critical part was missing. And I think sort of led through, and that's what people cause suspicion with, is that you acted as if, in my opinion, you acted as if, you were so struck by Rich Dennison that you just discovered without any context of how long that you've known the family. Here's what you have to consider, right? What is the name of the site? uh, It's New Jersey, 3rd Congressional District, et cetera, et cetera, whatever it is, right? Right. What does it say on the site as far as we're we're for MacArthur, we're for Dennison, we're for... Andy Kim. Does it, in the description, in the, in the pin for the page, does it say anything? It, it, it is, well, no, that's not true. It does say they're against MacArthur. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. If you read that page, and we want to look at, like, what this is group, misleading. This group is, just, this group is dedicated to resisting the Trump agenda using the framework written in the Indivisible Guide, blah, blah, blah. Right. Now, Go and read the whole thread with me and go and read every other thread. It's an Andy Kim page. Now I've realized that. So I don't know who's misleading. I'm not misleading. I had no idea when I went into that page that that was an Andy Kim page. There's no indicator. There's no anything. And, and I'm, I'm, on a, I'm on a multitude of pages. And I also tried to join the action page. And they don't let you join the page unless you know someone on the page. Now, right. I, don't know, I don't know what, what that group, but I'm, what I'm saying is I tried to join a multitude of pages to engage in conversation. Okay, okay. Now, right. someone, someone also said on that page made disparaging remarks about Rich, which I have no knowledge of. So, I mean, I don't... You saw disparaging who, remarks about Rich on, in your thread? Is that what you're saying? Yes, sir. Okay, I don't Saying know. that he had a restraining order and all this stuff. I don't yeah. know whether that's true or not true. I don't, I don't know. Hmm. But yeah. it, I, it sounds to me like an agenda coming, coming at me. And so let's say, let's say, let's just say, for example, that I did go on there. Let's say, let's say that the things that you think don't add up are true, okay. okay? Did I go on there and say Andy Kim is dropping out because of the pressure of Rich Dennison? I asked a question. If there's a thousand people on there, a thousand people could have answered and squashed that whole thing. And I didn't go on there representing anything. I went on there asking a question. Is it true that Andy Kim is dropping out? And people, I think people were skeptical. I mean, obviously, people were skeptical that that had happened. I mean, I just, you, which, you know, there's nothing I can say either way about that. I have no clue. Well, it's okay. You are entitled to your opinion, and they are entitled to their opinion, as I'm entitled to my opinion. But I didn't go on there. Yeah. I did not go on there and address any opinion. The, the, the great thing about Facebook is that when you go on and you post something, there's unlimited comments underneath of it. You could write a post and there could be five comments. You could write a post and there could be 
5,000 comments. That whole thing could have been disputed, could have been negated. Now, I could see if I started a page that said, join the Andy Kim's dropping out because of the pressure of Rich Dennison page. That would, that would be wrong. But to, but, but, to, but to go on a page that says New Jersey 3rd Congressional District, it doesn't say we're Andy Kim. It says 3rd Congressional District. They're against Trump's agenda. They're against MacArthur, et cetera, et cetera. What, what indication do they have until they viciously attack you? What indication do you have that that is an Andy Kim page? Right. Okay. I understand. Now, um, if I went on the Andy Kim page and said that, I could understand that. But if you're going on a page that represents itself as free and fair and open and, and only interested in the interest of of uh, voters in, that are eligible in the third district, congressional district, what harm, what agenda could you have? That's the only thing that I'm a little bit confused about. Okay. All right. What Fair do you enough. think? I, I can't know, and uh, I, I, I can't know. Um, in a democracy, questions shouldn't offend people. Bold comments, from maybe. From their point of view, Genuine, genuine questions shouldn't offend people from their point of view. They, I think they would say genuine questions wouldn't offend people. And, and genuine is subjective. Of course. Right? Um, yeah. All right. So all good. I, you, you know, you've, you've addressed pretty much everything, and that's fine. Um, I think the one thing that would, and I'm certainly not expecting you to do this, but sure. the, the one thing that I think would put a significant amount of it to rest would be to see, like, a license or, or something that demonstrates that you live in Mount Laurel. Sure. Okay. So beyond that. No problem. You... And, and, here, and here's another thing, too, I'd like to ask you, though, right? Sure. We're, we're conducting an interview here, yep. right? And, I, and, I'll, and I'll send you that, by the way. I'm not getting away from that. Um, we're conducting an interview here on a page that has a 1,000 people I'm not right? conducting it on that page. I'm doing no, it on no, 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 no. No, I understand that. But what I'm saying is this whole discussion surrounded a Facebook group of a 1,000 people, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and we don't even know that every person on that page hasn't furnished you a driver's license as well, right? Oh, yes, of course, of course. So we don't know who they are and what they are and what, what their agenda is. Either we have no description of any of them other than their name and whatever anybody Aaron, wants to wants know. to research and and look on their profile and try to add it up. I'm not going to do that for a thousand members. But here's Aaron, the thing, and I, and, and I wouldn't, and, and and you know, I I will, you know, I'm not making your license public. You know, that that that's not an issue. But but I could I could you know vouch for what I saw. That's certainly not a problem. Um, but yeah, no. But you specifically. I, the, the reason that the only reason that I brought that up is that you specifically said that I live in Mount Laurel, where people were suggesting that you know people were saying, "Wait a minute, you know, this was this Pennsylvania stuff," which you already told me about. But but the thing is, what I don't understand is, um, like, it, it, it comes off as it's not like I did a report. I did a, a story in the New York Times. I made one comment on a on a page with a question, not even a comment, right. for a thousand, hopefully, constituents. 
Right. Right? Yeah. What do they feel that is so important that they would vet me or question me why I would ask a question as a voter in New Jersey? What is well, what? Is, like what I don't understand is what is so offensive. Let's say let's say well, even that one guy. That one guy. The, there was one person that I think summed it up. What everybody's sentiment was, which was concern troll. Do you know what a concern troll is? No, I don't. Pretending that you're genuinely concerned about something when the actual intent is to just cause a problem. That's what a, okay. that's what their consensus was, which you've already refuted. But that is that is what. And you got you know you very emotionally responded to that which you don't and, have to do and then I, and I'll give you that now tell me being a troll or whatever it was that you said what what did what was the last part of what you said that that is acting it, like they're concerned about something but yeah, they're really called, not it's called it's called a concern troll which is someone which is someone who causes a problem by pretending to be concerned about something okay now can you tell me this. Asking a question on a thread, whether Andy can drop out or not, that can be refuted or can they can they can explain it away in the comments. They could have a right. thousand comments underneath explaining away. They could have easily what, just address that concern and be done with it. Absolutely, and right. and and if you read the thread, it came off pretty vicious. There's people that are actually on that site that were defending me. Defending you. Yeah. Yeah. There were people on there saying, "I can't believe, like, what is going on." So, what what outreach would I have? What what problem would I present by asking a question on this page of a thousand constituents? Hopefully, they're constituents. Right. What what? And, and here's another one because I, I I feel a hint of like, and I think you even mentioned that maybe I was put up to it, right? Well, that, well, what what that's could what, you accomplish? What, okay, so what what could you accomplish with a thousand people on a Facebook post? What what could you on a candidacy level? What could you accomplish by doing that? That's what's a little confusing to me. What what would be the goal from a ne from a skeptical point of view? Like well, okay, so you're a skeptic. You're on the other side. What damage are you doing by asking that question that can be refuted? By causing doubt on from Andy Kim supporters, and so that they would start to look more closely at Richard Denison. Okay, so is there away from that? Just go back to that premise. If they look more closely to Rich, right? Are they not free and fair-minded people to make up their own mind? If you're a voter, that someone asks a question on a Facebook page, and it deters you from voting from one candidate to another. You probably shouldn't be a voter. I well, think that's course. why Trump won. Well, of course, but I would say, and now we're getting into just something that I personally believe in, which is unrelated to the situation, but just my personal belief, which is if a candidate is so good that he deserves to be seen beyond, like, okay, let's let's just go with the premise that, that Andy Kim supporters are just so blinded by his, kindness, whatever it is, that, you know, they don't want to look at any other people. That's, you know, that, that, that is, you could criticize that if people are so blinded by a candidate that they're not willing to look elsewhere. But if a candidate is not good enough to attract that attention elsewhere, 
then an alternative is to sow doubt, right? So sure. you sow doubt among uh, – hold on a moment. Yes, Andrew. And then I need you to, to go a little bit. You can have three of each, but I need you to go somewhere else so I can talk. And we're not going to be on for too much longer. All right, I'm sorry. So no, an, alternative, okay. an alternative to, you know, it, it's the difference between positive attraction and negative attraction or negative, you know, you can, you can, you know, Rich, you clearly are passionate about Rich's candidacy and that's, you know, that's admirable. Now, now I am. Yes, now I am. Yes, sir. As opposed to what? I'm not, I don't understand that. Now I'm very passionate about his candidacy because... As opposed to when? As opposed to... I was a little up oh, in the air in the beginning. Of when you posted the question is what you're saying. You were absolutely. Uh, I see. I see. Okay. So, so you know, there's you could you. I think what you were saying is that what's so wrong with you know it, pretending that it, pretending that uh, 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 someone went in to sow doubt against Andy Kim because then they would get to look at Ruth Dennison and see that he's a good candidate. And my point of view, and this is just my opinion, unrelated sure. to the situation is that if, if a candidate is that good, that he's going to attract attention regardless of how, how you know, wrapped other people's supporters are and that, that, you, that you earn the attention through positives and not by through sowing doubt against somebody else. Basically, negative campaigning versus positive campaigning. And, yeah, that's, that's, that's my opinion from the skeptic. I get that. I get that, but the problem is, this is what you, what you would have to understand. Making a claim that someone had a restraining order or whatever is a lot less verifiable, okay, if you want to talk about sowing doubt in people. Making slanderous claims against people is a lot harder to prove than simply going on Andy Kim's webpage and saying, oh, this guy's still in. He's all in. Going back on me and saying, hey, go to Andy Kim's site and, and look right now. He's all in. He has $600,000 or $100,000 or whatever, and he's not going anywhere. It's the end of the discussion. Right. right. It's verifiable. So I could see if I said, well, Andy Kim is a womanizer. Well, now we've got a problem. Now we're getting into slanderous things. We're getting into unverifiable things. Right. Now we're sowing doubt. When you ask the question, is Andy Kim in or out? That's easily verifiable. You go www.andykim. Boom, everything pops up. So I, I don't, what, I, so, what I'm okay. losing here is what do you have to gain by creating doubt in someone you that with one click, one click of a mouse, they can... You, okay, so you just said, with one click of a mouse, this is easily verifiable. You can, you know, go to his website. You can give his campaign a call. You can email his campaign and ask him directly. But instead of doing that, you went onto a website and asked a thousand people who you know, or at least a significant number of them, support Andy Kim, and you asked this question. When okay, you could but have, you hold could on, no, that that's that's a misstatement, have, though. What, no, oh, I, what, what's a misstatement? That's a misstatement. Because I did not know that they were Andy Kim supporters. That's inaccurate. Oh, okay. Fair enough. You found I that. thought they were supporters of the 3rd Congressional District. Right. 
Uh, how would anybody you, – you look at that site. You tell me where it indicates anywhere until you're attacked. Show me anywhere on that site where it indicates that is a pro-Andy Kim site. All right, I understand that. I understand. So who, who's sowing who's doubt? If somebody comes there, like myself, looking for answers and gets attacked and it's pro-Andy Kim, pro-Andy Kim, pro-Andy Kim – is that is that like a backhanded way of acting like you're positively campaigning? Because you're not. You're taking someone that asks a question and berating them. How's that positive campaigning? All right, I understand that. So I, I want to ask an unrelated question, and then let's let's uh, you know. I think we I think we've said everything. Um, you are impressed with where I don't remember where you wrote this, but I saw that you wrote you know. Uh, you know, a million dollars, that's, that's serious, you know, he, that's serious dedication. I don't remember exactly where I saw that, but you, you, said, something, you said something to that effect. So yep. can you, can you and, and actually Mr. Dennison has, uh, has a lot of posts on his official campaign page saying, you know, that Andy Kim has only a few hundred thousand and that they're, you know, significantly from people out of the district and, and, you know, I have a million and I'm willing to, you know, to pour this in. So get out of the way. He actually says that, you know, I, I'd vote for him for a school board, but I, but, you know, he, he needs to get out of the way and I have a million dollars here. Can you, you're impressed with that. And I want to know why you're impressed with that. Well, because like even, I can even say even the, the, the even Trump, I'm impressed that he put his money where his mouth is with the hope that himself funding himself, that he wouldn't fill his cabinet with Goldman Sachs and billionaires. It gave you the illusion and the hope that there might be a candidate that is willing to put his money where his mouth is and, and not have to have Goldman Sachs and this and that and that funding well, his campaign and Wall Street... Right. Well, that certainly didn't work out with Trump. I mean, he, he no, had it, it didn't. Back for his Treasury Secretary. Absolutely, and he was supposed to drain the swamp, right? He he led the the, the voters to believe he was going to drain the swamp. But what he actually did was he built a wall around the swamp. So That's so what he did. So bring this back to Rich Dennison. You're back to Rich Dennison. Now here's somebody who I find that their family has wrung. Nothing through the community other than being good and honorable people. If oh. you want to, if you if you want to run something, and you want to do something, and you attach your own money to it, you're willing to put up a million bucks or whatever it is. I think that's pretty remarkable. Do you find that the that the comparison, that the disparaging of the you know six thousand people who have donated to him, some out of the district, but clearly a whole lot in the district. Well, that, that has to be verified. I don't think that you – do you know that for a fact? Did you look at where the money came from? Because I'm not saying it isn't, but I'm not I, saying it is either. I haven't seen the election filings or the or who donated from where. It could be 98% out of district. According to, I'm, according I'm only to, asking you. According to Rick Anderson, uh well, no, actually, I can't answer that. What I, what I, all I can say is that I believe that a majority, by vast majority, I definitely, I'm very confident that a majority, and I have, I believe strongly that a vast majority of donations came from in-district. So 
Can, yeah. may, I, may I ask you, not to interrupt, but may I ask you, how do you, how do you know that? I don't you believe it. You believe it. You believe it. I but, believe I mean, I believe I'm a billionaire, but my bank account is 15 grand in it. You know, no, you, but, you don't, I don't think you know that. I think that I'm that would claim, be. I'm not claiming to know that. But, what but I that would know, be, that would be irresponsible to, if, if we're, if we're going to talk about trolling and creating doubt and, or creating something positive out into the, into the ether that isn't true. You as a journalist have a responsibility to know that if you say that. If, if you're going to include that in this interview or you're going to include that in print or you're going to make that claim, but you don't, you can't tell me definitively, you can't tell me firmly what percentage is in or out. You might believe it, but what do you believe it on? Your belief or have you seen anything? Because, see, see, if, if we're going to touch this topic of trolling and, and feeding doubt or, or even putting positive things out, right, you're telling his constituents, you're telling the people that he believes in that you believe as a journalist with no fact that a high percentage comes from within our district. What do you base that on? You would be no different than the things that no. I'm being accused of. No. You don't, you don't know. No. I would not present it as fact. I would not present it as fact. If but I, you presented I, it to me. You presented it to me, though. Not as fact. I did not present it as fact. I said no, but you believe it. But, but what do you believe it based on? I don't have anything to base it on yet, and I wouldn't say that I do. And I wouldn't, I'd be, If I say that something is a fact, I have something to back it up, and I would not say that. That is my job. But as a journalist, there's, there's nothing stopping me from having an opinion as long as it is clear the difference between verified fact with here's a source to back it up and, you know, Pete, there, uh, the, the general consensus is without – it's not verifiable yet. There's not, I don't see and, and, it's, and, it's, and it's not. So you're refuting Rich's claim. That's what you just were doing with me. You just were refuting his claim with okay. no basis of fact. That Andy Kim's money is coming from out of district, from all 50 states, and it well, shows inside politics. But, he's, but, but, but that claim is just as not backed up. That, that claim of that his, thing, that his donations come mostly outside of the district is just as unverifiable as mine. So we're just I don't, I don't, did, did, did you talk to Rich about that? I, don't, I, I will ask him. Okay, because if he bases, if he, if he does, and there's another claim that you just made, your belief, that you don't know either. You don't know if Rich has verifiable facts that it's out of district. But I would say this, one dollar that comes outside of the third congressional district, what, what do they need from us? Why are they giving us money from outside? I don't care if it comes from North Jersey. Why would any outsider that is not a constituent of the candidate, what benefit would they have to contribute to our candidate? I actually feel strongly about that, and my opinion is that they care not just about their own districts, but they care about other districts. How could that benefit them? because knowing that they've made, helped make the world a better place, even if it doesn't directly benefit them. Okay. Me, me personally, I, I wish that both candidates would make a pledge and say that every dollar we're going to throw into this, we're going to throw into this 
from the third district, from the people who we're representing, so that you you truly know what kind of juice you have with your constituents. Then you're obviously you're obviously decapitating Andy Kim because he doesn't have a million dollars to throw around. And if you did that with we will only accept New Jersey third uh, money without any self funding, then we're talking of something that's re- I think fair and balanced. But obviously that's not fair and balanced because Rich Denison has a million dollars to throw around plus a loan that he does significantly more than that with a loan. So clearly that decapitates Andy Kim. How so? How so? If his candidacy, just like you said earlier. If his candidacy and his message and what his agenda is and what he's trying to accomplish, it negates having any obligation outside of the constituents of the 3rd Congressional District. Why should you be obligated to someone outside of who votes you into the – that's the problem with politics. See, I have a total opposite view of this than, than you do. Because what happens is these politicians line their pockets, right? And what's Andy Kim? Andy Kim has a Washington, D.C. background, okay? So he can draw in from here and from there and from there and from California and everywhere else, right? Because he's a Washington insider, in my opinion. Okay. So doesn't that decapitate Mitch Jennison? Uh, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? And, and then when Andy Kim gets in the office, if he wins and he gets in the office, and he's got a great chance because he's got all of Washington behind him, if Andy King gets in the office, who does he have to answer to? Does he have to answer to the, the, the people who put him there? Or does he now have to answer to 575000 of his $600,000 that came from out of district? If it did, I'm not representing him that way. What I'm saying is do you want a candidate getting in office that is held accountable and is there because of – voters in the third congressional district, or do you want someone in the office that has a piece he's got to give to California, a piece he's got to give to Michigan, a piece he's got to give to Ohio? I don't want that myself. Well, I want someone that's going to go in there and is going to say, what is going to help Sean O'Day? What is going to help, your name is Mr. Epstein? Jeff Epstein. Yes, sir. What's going to help Jeff? What's going to help my people? I don't owe anything to California. I don't owe anything to Michigan. I don't owe anything to Ohio. I owe it to the people from the Delaware River to the Atlantic Ocean in the 3rd Congressional District. What's going to change their life? That's my obligation. Okay. I would just, I would just say that small donations, no matter where they come from, does not make you captured to, you know, uh, that you have to fulfill their wishes or you won't. You know, small donations are very different than big donations. And if there's a hundred dollar, if there's a fifty dollar donation, a hundred dollar donation from California, that doesn't mean that now he's conflicted and then he can't serve and there's a question. If he receives a million dollars from some company in California, then yes, of course. Then has he? Focused. He doesn't have any. He doesn't have any packs. He 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 has no packs. He doesn't accept corporate or PAC money. So no, that's not the case. He's received. He's received money from employees, like a total of like $6,000 from employees of, I don't know, lawyers firms or something based on Rich Dennison's latest advertisement. But no, he's, he doesn't have any PACs, so he is not permitted to accept any money from okay, so, or PACs. Okay, so here's one example, right? I'm a member of a union. And our union... He does accept, he does accept money from unions. Yes, because now, that's, that's from the people. 
Okay, so let me give you let me give you a great example then. Our union donates to candidates, and when they file with the election committee, it doesn't come from local 542. It comes from Sean O'Day and my brother and sister and brother and sister and brother and sister and brother and sister in five in five hundred dollar donations, and you list all their names. Right. Right. But add it all up. It's coming from 542. Right. It's coming from that local. So rather than saying this local donated, uh, this is just a, a number that I'm just throwing out. This local 542 gave three hundred thousand dollars. No, they didn't. Five thousand members gave, you know, or a thousand members or whatever it is gave five hundred dollar donation each. So you don't have to have a pack to receive six hundred thousand dollars from a corporation. You don't have to have a pack to to do that. There's ways around it. That makes me nervous. It well, makes me that's, nervous. That's available to everybody. It is available to everybody, but is it an unfair advantage? I, I, if he has received $6 million from a single company through employees and not the company itself, then I think that's a problem. I don't, I don't particularly know if that's the case, but we'll find out. And if it is, then we'll deal with it. Yeah, and what, what, what you would have to do to make any of these but, claims. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, we're talking about someone who has received 6,000 donations, and granted it's over nine months, so whatever average that out, you know. And Rich has received three, three donations so far, which he's only been a few weeks, so I'm not disparaging him that. But to talk about money in this way is, I don't know, it, it doesn't even seem like it's the, it's the time to be talking about the purity of one candidate's donations or not when it, it hasn't even begun yet. You know, he's, it, it's like, okay, I have a million bucks and I'm willing to pour it in. And you can take that as my dedication or you can take that as it doesn't matter what the people want. I'm pouring my money in and I'm going to win. So I don't know. But how, 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 does that, how does that transfer? See, you just made another claim. I'm pouring my money in. And it's just no, 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 that's what he and says. It's, he says a number of times. He says okay. I have a million. But you, you add it on to there and say I don't care what my voters think. That's my opinion. That's an opinion okay. of. Okay. You know, that's my. That's, an, that's a reasonable interpretation of what you know. Clearly, that will overwhelm the six thousand donations that he has gotten, which therefore mutes a lot of the voices of of people. How so, though? How does that translate to someone going and pushing a button in a in a voting booth? I don't understand. It's it's confusing. You're 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 confusing me with. Millions, a million dollars or $3 million buys a whole lot of attention. I mean, that's and, a significant and, contributor to why Phil Murphy won. And guess what, he, atten guess what attention does? What? It makes people hyper-focused on a candidate, right? And, 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 if the candidate, and if the candidate says, I'm not going to do this or I'm not going to do that and turns everyone off, what's, what's wrong with putting yourself in the limelight? What's wrong with highlighting yourself to... to be heard. Okay. All right. It's no. It's no different than Andy Kim going out and getting people outside of the district to donate. Why is he doing that? For political juice. He's doing that so he can be on television and be in the newspaper and be heard. At the end of the day, he still has to have a message. You could have five billion dollars, but if you don't have a message, what good is it? Why? Why are people so afraid? This is the way, my opinion, how it comes off. People are very afraid 
to have a candidate be heard. Why? Isn't that democracy? What does it matter what means you go by if they're legal means of being heard? At the end of the day, you have to captivate them and keep them and have that translate into pushing a button in a voting booth. Are we saying that the people in the third congressional district are so stupid that richest million dollars can buy their vote because they're stupid and they're not informed and they can't make a conscious decision of seeing what his message is and his message is. But if no one ever hears Rich's message and this guy has Washington insider ties, as Rich might be claiming, that's going to forgive that's going to give Andy Kim a place in all of our living rooms and not Rich's. Is Andy Kim scared of people hearing what Rich has to say? Are voters that stupid that I could just throw a million dollars in? Is that what we're claiming? You throw a million dollars in and they're so dumb he's going to buy his candidacy? I think that's an insult to the voters in the 3rd Congressional District where I have lived my whole life with the exception of four years. Born and bred and raised, scraped my knees, wet my nose in the 3rd Congressional District. They're my people. They're my people. Wow. Well, I don't think they're stupid. I think they're, in, I think they're smart enough people to make an informed decision. Now, how does that information get out? Does that information get out from California and Michigan and Ohio and money from out of, out of here? Just to me, me pers my personal opinion is if you're a candidate and you tell me that every dollar, hey, and guess what? Guess what? That million dollars he's putting up came from the people in the third congressional district. He ran a business. He saved his money. And I'm just assuming, because I don't know, I'm not verifying this, but what I'm assuming is it comes from his personal wealth. How did he accumulate that personal wealth? By burying by people, people in the third congressional district, and running the business, and a, lawyer, and a lawyer, and keeping himself afloat, and accruing money, and then saying, you know what, I've worked my whole life to have this, and I'm willing to put it in and sacrifice it, taking the chance of losing it, to make people's lives better could be one way you could look at it. Wow. Well, you know what? I can't argue against Rick Edison has some pretty passionate supporters. You know, you, you, you got some strong opinions, and I, I totally respect that. And, and you know. Well, what I'm, a being, what, I'm, what I'm being, and fairly and respectfully, what I'm being accused of is, and it's fair, and you're respectful, and you're a kind person, and you're great at your job, and I love what you're doing because you're active. You're active in politics. You're letting people hear. People have concerns that they may not be able to get addressed if it wasn't for a gentleman like you. I applaud what you do, and you're excellent, and you ask the hard questions, and it's good to be skeptical. And if somebody's full of shit, and somebody's misclaiming and fighting dirty, and I think it's important that that gets brought out so people can make an informed decision. I love what you do. But what you're doing respectfully to me is accusing me of being a plant, not you, but what you're addressing is an accusation that I am a plant, that I am this, and I am that. But what I am is a voter in New Jersey, in the 3rd Congressional District, who heard a message has some background with the family, knows that they're good and honorable people, and I can get behind that. Now, 
Let Andy King give me a reason to get behind him, and I would. Whatever's going to be best for my family. I'm not going to do what's best for Rich Dennison and negate my family and negate my friends and, and negate the people in the 3rd Congressional District, which I have hundreds of family members from the Delaware River to the Atlantic Ocean. I'm not going to, for, for Rich's self-gratification, I'm not going to vote for someone that's not best for what I believe in and what's going to help me and my family. And I'm being accused of being something other than that, and that's not true. And just like what I wrote, just like what I wrote could be misconstrued, a few of the comments that you've made in here also could be misconstrued. And if that's getting out into the ether, or if you're writing that in your columns, or you're including that in interviews, that as well is unfair. That as well is planting the seed of doubt. You don't know where Andy Kim's money came from. You, you, and you made, and you made claims to me as well that Rich Dennison, in your opinion, is taking his million dollars and, and buying voters, and that's decapitating Andy Kim. I think it's just the opposite. I think he's taking money that he earned in the, in the district that he's gonna represent and putting it in to be heard. Then once he's heard, it's gonna be up to the voter to say this is my candidate or this is not my candidate. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna address the things that I can't verify anyway, and then people can listen and decide for themselves and hear just all of it. And Absolutely. Full, full context and just decide whatever they think. All right. This, Fair enough. This went completely different than I expected, and it was <laughs> really, really interesting. And um, you know, I'm glad to hear some of your passion. And uh, you know, thanks for letting me. You know, you know, nothing personal here. Um, I appreciate your your addressing all that stuff. I, I love what you do. I love what you do, and and I appreciate it. And I thank you for being fair fair to me. I appreciate that. I really do. I think you're very good at what you do, and I think it's necessary. Because a guy like you, if you're truly fair and objective, a guy like you could maybe get to the bottom of a little bit of truth uh, that that people would have concerns about that ordinarily they wouldn't get answers to. Like these people that want to know about me and what the agenda is and how Rich is fighting or whatever. I'm not involved in his campaign. I can't tell you. I can only read what he writes and then, and then form my opinions about that. Do I agree with everything? Do I, I can't say that. I can't say I agree with everything or disagree with everything. It remains to be seen. At the end of the day, they're both politicians. One has or they're both trying to be politicians. One has a track record of doing work that doesn't necessarily always come back to the third, and one has a, a track record, or his family does at least, of constantly being in the third. And everything that he has and everything he owes to life comes out of the third. So, I mean, I don't, I don't even really know Andy Kim. I don't even know what involvement he's had with the third, what he's done in third, what he's ever done to justify representing us in Congress. I don't know. I'm going to go listen to him speak, and I'm going to ask him hard questions. And if his answers are better and he offers something better, well, then the, 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 the sole reason that I'm behind Rich Dennison is because he has a track record in the third. I don't know where Andy Kim's is. Okay, fair enough. Um, 
I, I do have to get off. Um, it has been a really interesting conversation. Um, I've, it's been nice talking with you and nice meeting you, and, and maybe I will see you at an event, and I look forward to hearing your hard questions. I would love to. I would love to, to meet you. And how how can, how will I be able to see this on your link will, or your? I will send I will send you a I will send you a link and you can make sure that that you, that, you know for any corrections or whatever before the public sees it. Um, if you are willing to send uh, a picture of your license, you you know just color off any you know the, any of the important stuff. I won't be showing it to the public. Um, that that you know that would be appreciated. That would certainly you know it would help. Uh, but otherwise, I will send you a link. I will show you what what. Uh, you know the the near final version, so you can make any corrections, um, and then uh, we'll just take it from there. Sure. All right. It was really nice talking with you. I'll stop. Same here. Thank okay. Thank you so much. I I wish you and your family the best, and I appreciate the heated discussion. And never was it any anger or um, anything like that. It's a great great discussion about democracy, and it's a beautiful thing. And we're lucky to be Americans. I appreciate your time. Excellent. I'll talk to you later, Mr. Okay. All right. All right, brother.